Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with Jesus and to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I am so, so grateful that you are here. Happy Friday. Welcome to Unedited. I am so, so happy you're here, and I hope you're having a great day walking with Jesus. If you have not had a chance to listen to last week's interview with Jamie Herndon, the host of the Unashamedly You podcast, I would encourage you to go back and listen. It was such an encouraging and inspiring episode. It really built my faith and I believe it will be a blessing in your life. And just a heads up, I have scheduled an interview with Brother Aaron Bounds. Super excited about that. That will be a little ways down the road, but stay tuned for more details. Speaking of Brother Aaron Bounds, this episode was partially inspired by something I had heard him say yesterday. I was listening to a podcast that he was on. My husband and I were listening to it, and he kind of closed out the podcast by just saying the most important thing in our whole lives is knowing Jesus and make that our aim, make that our goal. And today, this morning, as I've been reading and praying, the words of the Apostle Paul that I may know him have just been ringing in my heart and in my mind. And this is really the central point of Bible reading and prayer, to know him, to get to know his heart, to get to know his character, his nature to learn what he likes, to learn what he doesn't like, the things that go against his nature, and to live according to those. It's not just a habit. It's not just a discipline. And it's so easy to lose sight of just this simple truth and for Bible reading and prayer to become just another thing that we do, another Christian duty. But above all, we have to know him and be known of him. The words of Paul, again, have just been resonating in my mind this morning, and I've just felt to remind each of us that our chief goal in this life is to know Jesus, to know him individually, to know him personally, and for ourselves, not for what others have told us about him, but really in a deep and profound and personal way. And this is an ongoing revelation in our lives. This happens as we daily seek him, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. The more time we spend in conversation with him, the deeper the relationship grows, the deeper the intimacy becomes. And the entire verse that I referenced where Paul said that I may know him reads like this, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified Translation. It's the AMPC Translation. It says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply 
and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may in that same way come to know the power overflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death in the hope. That is so beautiful. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. You know, for me personally, it's been almost nine years since I started working on the first book, Unedited, and it's been almost three years since I started working on getting a podcast together. And it is so easy in the tasks and the work of these types of projects and maybe even just church work, maybe even just volunteer work, whatever we do, it's so easy to forget the primary purpose is to know him. And in the middle of myself helping others strengthen or establish the habit of Bible reading and prayer, I don't ever want to lose sight of him. I don't want to ever forget that knowing him is the most important thing. We can't just work for God. We've got to know him. And wherever he's placed you right now is your assignment, and you can get to know him there. And let that be the cry of our hearts, that I may know him. There's a quote from Elizabeth Elliot, and she said, If we are ever going to get to know Jesus Christ, we are going to get to know him on the black and white pages of his word. And so carve out time in your day today, if you haven't already, to sit down with the word, to sit down and pray, talk, talk, talk to Jesus, and let him talk, talk, talk back to you in his word that I may know him. Today, I'm going to share an unedited journal entry called, Will You Waste Your Island? Will you waste your island? Yesterday morning, I prayed with Dakota at the altar for a minute. While I was praying, I said something like, even if you take us from all familiar, we still have you. Or something like that, something along those lines. Immediately, John on the island of Patmos came to mind and I thought, don't waste your island. John, the apostle, the disciple whom Jesus loved, the revelator, was exiled to the Greek island of Patmos, roughly 188 miles from Athens. We know few details about how he arrived there, if he was alone, etc., other than he was there for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. History reveals that using islands to house prisoners was something the Grecians did, though Patmos is not mentioned and thought to not be a commonly used island. Though John was beloved, he refers to himself as a companion in tribulation. It's number 2347, oppression, affliction, tribulation, distress, straits. In this simple description of himself, we see pain and trouble. He has endured persecution and hardship for his faith, and he is currently somewhere he'd prefer not to be. He is exiled on an island, possibly alone. He is away from the church. He is away from companions and fellow apostles. 
These were less than ideal circumstances and certainly not desirable. But John did not waste his island. Isolation was not a deterrent from his primary relationship. Being alone and exiled did not stop John from seeking Jesus. John shares very little about himself in the book of Revelation. He states only, number one, where he was, number two, why he was there, number three, what he was doing on the Lord's Day, and number four, the instructions he was given. John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. John used his island as a place of prayer. He got into the Spirit. He could have shut himself off from God, saying, Why me? He could have spiraled into self-pity or entitlement, feeling like he deserved something better. But John prayed, and while he prayed, he was given a vision and instructions to write it down. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, What thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches. While in isolation and loneliness in a place he didn't want to be, John prayed and John wrote. John obeyed. And alone on a Greek island, John received the book of Revelation. Revelation is the most complete picture of the end-time prophecy in the Bible. It is the most beautiful portrayal of heaven ever recorded. In this writing, John was given insight and imagery of the restoration of all things. Alone, isolated, exiled, but not wasted. A few quick thoughts come to mind. Number one, John was beloved, but also well acquainted with tribulation. We could never assume being loved by God is a get-out-of-jail-free card. John's connection to Jesus was not a pass from persecution or pain or loneliness. Number two, maybe John's exile was more privilege than punishment. While alone, John saw Jesus in his glorified form unlike anyone else ever has. John was given insight and understanding into the future as he was in this place of loneliness. This puts John in a very privileged position, both in time and eternity. Not punishment, but privilege. Number three, God will not waste our pain, but we can. God never wastes pain that is surrendered to him. It can all be used by him. But we, on the other hand, can choose to harbor it instead of relinquish it. We can allow pain to simmer and distill as bitterness, hostility, resentment, regret, and self-pity. If we choose this path, our pain is wasted and God cannot use it. It becomes poured out on ourselves instead of poured out into nail-scarred hands and then dispensed to others. John could have walked that road and he would have missed all the Lord wanted to do in that lonely place. John's isolation, John's island would have been wasted. But John did not waste his island. John prayed, John received revelation, John wrote. Likely I'll never be sent to a deserted island. Now I will say that would be torture for me. I love people a lot. But there are seasons and stops of life where I don't want to be. There are lonely stretches and places that feel very isolating. Will I waste them? Will I waste my island? 
When times in life arise where I feel alone in a barren place, what will I do? Will I seek Jesus there? Will I get into the Spirit and put my lack of understanding in God's hands? Will I allow God to reveal things there and walk in obedience to the steps He's given me? Or will I be so consumed with questions and fears and uncertainties that I miss the beautiful thing God wants to do in that place? Will I fight the season so much that God cannot reveal things to me? Will I waste my island? How will I respond to an island of unanswered prayer, diagnosis, divine delay, unfulfilled promises, unexpected loss, loneliness, severe trials, and a thousand other things? There are 6,000 Greek islands, and there are at least that many options of places where we can be dropped off in life. So many places we can be exiled and feel isolated. But we are never alone. We are never abandoned by God. And he wants to show us beautiful things in those lonely times. What happens on our island will be a product of our response. What John wrote on his island has impacted millions over the millennia. John did not waste his island. His hands were not idle there. I will not waste my island. This island is privilege, not punishment. Just a little thought, will you waste your island? I don't believe you will, and I don't believe I will. Wherever we are right now is a place that we can get to know Jesus. Whatever aspects of our lives make us feel alone, make us feel isolated from others, or maybe just the busyness and the pressures of life keep us so preoccupied, there is always a way of getting to know Jesus in the middle of wherever we are. And so I refuse to waste my island. Let the cry of my heart be that I may know him. Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit meganedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, happy, joy-filled Friday.